This podcast contains discussion about adult topics. Use your judgment if there are little ears around. Welcome to Doing It. This is a podcast made by Family Planning Victoria. FPV has been running for over 50 years now. We run a whole lot of education programs for communities and medical professionals across Victoria. We also run sexual health clinics in the city and Box Hill in Melbourne. My name is Anne and I'm part of the FPV schools and community team. We go to schools and run classes for all year levels on bodies, growing up, puberty, sex, reproduction and relationships. This podcast is for parents and carers of school-aged children so that we can share what goes on in a relationships and sexuality education class and help support these sorts of conversations at home. Today I'm going to be talking with Janine Sanders. Janine is an educator, author and publisher. She has authored many resources for teachers and parents and carers in order to promote body autonomy, safety, gender equity, and social and emotional intelligence. We use Janine's books and resources frequently at FPV in our primary school sessions. One of our favourites includes her work around early warning signs and body safety rules. Many of her resources are free to download and they can be used or displayed in a classroom. They can be a reminder to students to understand and talk about uncomfortable feelings or warning signs in their body. Also that everyone has the right to feel safe and that they get to decide what happens to their body. Janine, thank you so much for agreeing to record with me and talk about your work today. Thank you so much for having me. I love your podcast. Thanks very much. (laughs) Um, Just to start, would you be able to give a bit of a list of some of your book titles and give listeners a sense of your audience and what you're wanting to achieve with your writing? All right. Well, we started this um, publishing company, Educate to to Empower Publishing, probably about 11 years ago. And the first book we started with was a book called Some Secrets Should Never Be Kept. And why I wrote that book was because... um, I'm not a survivor of sexual abuse, but my neighbour, she was, and her son and her daughter were sexually abused for as long as they can remember. And she said to me, whatever we do, we need to educate our children before they come inside the perpetrator's web. Because once they're inside that perpetrator's web, it's very complex. But prevention is very, it's quite easy and it's age appropriate. So... I went to my children's school council and I said to them, oh, you know, we should be doing sexual abuse prevention education, which I now call body safety. That's far more palatable Mm. uh, for most people, (laughs) but it is, it's body safety. And they just didn't want to know about it, really. They put me to the end of the agenda. So I came home and I decided to use my writing skills because I do write under another name, Jay Dale. I write children's readers. Maybe some of your listeners, their children read some of my readers. Um, So I thought I would use this skill to write Some Secrets Should Never Be Kept. And then we, I was in publishing, I knew publishers, but nobody wanted to publish this book and nobody wanted to illustrate this book. In fact, Craig Smith ended up illustrating it and um, he was absolutely wonderful. So that was sort of the beginning and being a teacher, I then decided, well, you can't just read a book to children. You actually need to uh, introduce the, ter- the topic. You need to um, do some pre-work before you begin the story. You need to read the story and then you need to do some reinforcement work afterwards. So I started to write teaching notes. And from there, 
over the last 10 years, I've written now um, 18, 19 books, but we have three separate sections in our, in our publishing. So we have body safety and consent. So we have some secrets. Let's talk about body boundaries, consent and respect and another book called No Means No and a few others. And then we have another section called uh, that's Gender Equality because I feel that that is very important and we do know that um, gender inequality is the basis for uh, family and domestic violence. And then the other section is social and emotional intelligence. So kindness, empathy, um, anxiety, the children talking about feelings, so there's three kind of main sections that I write about and I have a variety of books within that section. So you're saying your, uh, your experience with your neighbour led you to mm, down this mm, path, but you're also yeah. an experienced educator. Can you talk about how the writing work could be used in education as well? Oh, absolutely. So what, this sort of gave me a passion, I suppose, to stand up for children and um, stand up for survivors too, because often, you know, they don't get a voice. And, um, you know, I felt that I could, being, being not a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, you know, fortunately for me, I felt that I could do more in this space in prevention education. Once I got into this, I then did some courses and things like this. And then I decided that our education department really needed to do something in this space. And myself and another uh, group of people got together with James Molino, our current education minister, and we talked with him and he, he started to talk about the safety uh, standards. So that, you know, I feel that we had some way in helping that move along. Mm. Right. So from that moment, standard seven says that in school settings, we should be teaching uh, body safety education to children. So I have developed a teacher's resource kit for primary and a teacher's resource kit for uh, preschool so that they have, the teachers can actually implement these lessons themselves. They can own the lessons. They can, when children come to them, um, if they have been touched in an unsafe way, the teacher will know what to do because this has been the kind of lessons they've done in the classroom. So definitely there is a space for this in education. And even though parents will be doing this at home, and I hope they are doing body safety as, you know, everyday kind of conversation, I do think some kids will be missing out and that's where our schools and our teachers can step up. Mm. And, and, you know, family planning does some work in this space as well. So mm. it's, a, it's really definitely important. It can yeah. be integrated into curriculum in, in many, many ways. And many if you're ways. talking prevention, what sort of age group are you targeting? Mm. Well, I definitely think prevention can start from birth <laughs> with mm. parents um, talking, you know, giving the correct names to the children's um, private parts, um, asking for consent. Um, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, even when you take your child to the dentist, the dentist should be saying, oh, you know, may I look inside your mouth? Asking the children for consent. So we can definitely start very at a very young age, but in preschool for sure, because we know a lot of children majority of children are first uh, sexually abused when they're actually quite young. I think it's between um, four and eight. So we do need to start this kind of prevention education quite young. And survivors have said to me that if only they had known from that first inappropriate touch that it was wrong and they could tell someone on their safety network, a trusted adult, 
their lives would be completely different. In mm. fact, some people would be alive today that are not. So, you know, prevention education is so powerful and so easy to implement in a way that why wouldn't we be doing this? And so, yes, we need to start from a very young age, preschool right through to primary school. And as with what you guys do, once you get to grade three, four, you are talking more about, you know, sexual health as well. I personally don't mix the two together with the early childhood up to about grade three. I'm purely talking more about body safety, correct names for the private parts, etc. So that's the kind of lessons that we would be doing in schools mm. with our kids. And you mentioned a bit of pushback from schools and difficulty in getting it into curriculums in some ways. What sort of things uh, enable this sort of curriculum and what sort of things prevent uh, parents and carers and teachers from talking about body safety and prevention strategies? Yeah, I think if we talk about what prevents people from doing, firstly, prevents people from doing body safety, I think it's their own fear of the topic, really. I mean, they're terrified that children's innocence will be taken away. And I can tell you that is certainly not the case because these kinds of uh, books and these kinds of resources and lessons that I personally provide are very age appropriate. You know, just as you teach road safety or water safety, you do not ever go into any graphic details. It's exactly the same with body safety. It is, you know, it's just purely empowering children telling them they have, you know, their body is their body, they're the boss of it. They have an invisible body boundary that no one should cross unless they give them their consent. These kind of empowering sorts of things. So I think parents' own fear of the topic is, and teachers also, is the main thing holding them back. But I say put your fear aside because it is actually maybe putting some children at risk. And, you know, step up, work with us, work with me to um, empower kids. So if, if, and I say if, they are ever touched inappropriately, they will know exactly what to do. And, you know, this could change a child's life. So um, being enabling, um, I think, if schools are pushing back a little bit, if your child's school is pushing, pushing back, there, I say go to them, talk to the school about the the child safety standards ask why aren't you teaching this uh, body safety in your school and you know have them say why they're not because mm. I mean everyone should be doing it and what sort of feedback do you get from parents and carers who read their books to their children look it's pretty positive which is great I think the structure is there for them so you know a lot of times parents and teachers like they don't understand what they need to do. We can talk about body safety. We can talk about putting in the body safety rules, but they go like, how? So I think through my books, through my children's books, I have given them the scaffolding. I have given them the structure to have these conversations with their children. You know, they can, and they should be ongoing conversations. So yes, use the book, use the structure. They love that I have discussion questions in the back, which will also help open up a lot of conversations and again scaffold the learning go through the book talk about these things and you know in in daily conversations when when an incident might come up you know have a conversation do you remember when we saw that in the book and what we what were we going to do and do you remember like who is on your safety network and oh our early warning signs do you remember what they are and when do we feel these and have you had them lately and referring back to the text back to the books that have been provided. I, I think what, what I have tried to do is provide that scaffolding. So 
you know, often I hear sometimes on the radio, this will come up and people will say, well, yeah, but what do I do? And I hope that I have offered through my books a solution to the what you can do mm. using my writing skills. So asking specifically about body safety rules, what are, mm. what are your tips in conveying this in a way that's understandable to both adults and children? Because it can mm. be a scary thing for adults to say out loud if it has to do with abuse. Yeah, so... I think um, going through the books, as I said, going through this, with body safety, there are kind of fairly standard things. So we talk about feeling uh, our feelings, what it feels like to feel safe, what it feels like to feel unsafe, our early warning signs, uh, having a safety network. There's a sort of, you know, your body boundaries. There's a set lot of rules. So what I've done on my website, I have free posters. And one of the posters is uh, my body safety rules, which I've actually summarized. So my tips would be on that poster, I suppose you would say. And you could put that poster on your refrigerator. Now, it serves two purposes here. It's a brief summary of what the tips are and then you can refer back to them. But it also sends a very clear message to any perpetrators who are coming into your home that your child is off limits, that your child does body safety. It also tells your family, your child and you do body safety. It tells your family and friends this, and then they can say, oh, what's this about? Like, should I be doing this with my kids as well? So it is a kind of a summary. Now that poster, it's been translated into 17 different languages and we're happy to translate more if we can. But I guess the tips about that, um, the tips I would offer would be on that poster. And I'll just briefly go through them. You're the boss of your body. You need a safety network. Private parts are private. The difference between secrets and surprises and body boundaries. So that's it in a quick nutshell. But in... On the poster, it goes into a little bit more detail, but again, it is a summary of, of the resources I write. Mm. We use a poster all the time in classes for oh, in primary school, uh, but I'd never thought of it as a resource for home, as a signalling indicator for, for visitors to the home. I, yeah, it yeah. Me. It's a good conversation starter. A, you know, oh, you're doing that. We do, we do, we do body safety. Why aren't you doing that? And also, as I said, to... Mm to warn perpetrators who do come into your home, the, these kids know to tell. And that's what we want. We want them to know to tell if they're touched mm, in a program. And have the language to be able to tell. the language to do it. That's right. Yeah. So with the warning signs, we know that's important that mm. uh, young people can tune into their warning signs. So you've got a poster around that as well. So how, yeah. how are warning signals introduced to young children and how could that information about warning signals be useful for adolescents as they grow up and mm. adults? Okay, so the warning signs, um, we all have them. So we can introduce that to children to say, you know, sometimes if you're at the top of a slide you know, and you're a little bit nervous, scared to come down, what happens to your body? You know, your body is very smart. It lets you know when it's a little bit scared or sometimes it can be we're excited. But these, we all have them. Now, let, let's label what they might be. Oh, I get a bit sweaty palms. I get a little bit sick in the tummy. Children often feel sick in the tummy. Legs might shake. Heart beats really fast. So the poster outlines these and children, we talk to them about, well, well, you might have one or you might have lots of early warning signs, but this is your very clever body telling you 
that something is not right. So when a child feels like they may, you know, that if someone touches their private parts and, you know, they know that there's not a safe, trusted adult in the room, they're not, they're not with a, a doctor or with the safe, trusted person in the room, the, and their early warning signs, well, A, they shouldn't be touched inappropriately, but their early warning signs kick in, then the child knows to tell something's not right. So we point out to them that when this happens to your body, you need to tell a trusted adult straight away. That is the default to go to a trusted adult. And we also need to educate our adults to believe children because we know in the past, and I hope this is changing, a child would need to tell three adults before one of them would believe them. So we need to educate parents as well and teachers to believe a child and to know these um, about early warning signs. Now, if a child can recognise their early warning signs, kind of red flags when they're a child, younger, when they become a teenager, then it's going to be, you know, they're going to be able to recognise this as something's not right. These are red flags. Oh, he's pushed me or he's, you know, he hasn't asked for my consent about this or that or, you know, I didn't like that, what was done to me they will then recognise this as a teenager and adult. And no, they have a right to move away, to tell someone, to respect and to act on those early warning signs. If you could provide parents and carers with one key message to support their children around body safety, what would it be? Oh, one key message. The key message for me is, well, I have two really, uh, educate yourself about body safety because it is your responsibility to um, know about what body safety involves. Educate your child. Don't be fearful of this topic because you actually are putting your child more at risk by being fearful of the topic. And just like we put our children in the car and when they wear a seatbelt, we hope they never have to use that seatbelt, but we do it anyway. So body safety is a bit the same. Educate them in age-appropriate body safety just in case they need it. We hope they never do, but if they do, they'll know exactly what to do. They'll know to come to you or a trusted adult with what's happening to them. And an educated child is an educated teenager, is an educated adult. You know, we need to empower them from a very young age to know the rights around their bodies. And that's what we are all aiming to do. Parents, educators, yourselves, myself, people like me, that's what we want to do. We want to give these kids skills and tools so that they are educated to tell and they're safe. Excellent. Thank you so much, Janine. That was lovely. Um, really helpful messages. And it is easier than you think. I know some of the content mm. can be confronting to talk through with, with young people, uh, but it is easier than you think, especially when you have those tools that you've provided. Thanks, Anne. <laughs> Thanks to Janine Sanders for talking to me. Um, I'm just going to pull out a few key things which stood out in that discussion. Body safety education is designed to be part of a child abuse prevention strategy. Teaching children about being safe in their bodies is as essential as teaching them about road or water safety. Janine has included lots of tips and ideas in her books to assist parents and carers structure these sometimes challenging conversations. 
You can have a look at Janine's books and teacher resources at Educate to Empower Publishing. I'll link to that in the show notes. Also, I'll link directly to the early warning signs and body safety rules posters. These are free for download. For more information about Family Planning Victoria, you can go to fpb.org.au. You can follow Family Planning on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Contact me directly at doingit at fpv.org.au. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Like it if you like it. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.